You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whitaker. Let's go. Welcome to episode 23. The title for today's episode is It's Always Your Move. And that's an important message to have given everything that's going on. I mean, like most people, I'm stuck inside my house and it's starting to make, I think, everyone in the world a little stir crazy. My wife in particular is ready to kill me because she's still adjusting to being out of her office and getting used to a makeshift setup at home to do her work with absolutely no idea of when she'll be allowed back to her office. And it seems like everyone is just scrambling to stay productive. It's this uncertainty that is frustrating both workers and investors alike, as we'll go through more in this episode. But recognizing that it's always our move makes us feel empowered and take the actions to overcome whatever adversity we face. The quote for this episode comes from American General Douglas MacArthur, who said, It is fatal to enter a war without the will to win it. It is fatal to enter a war without the will to win it. And we're in truly unprecedented times. The effects of coronavirus have been felt in every industry on earth. And as I said, the worst part is the uncertainty of things to come. In this episode, we're going to spend the first half talking about some of the impacts that have been felt recently. And in the second half, we'll talk about some strategies for you to evolve your business in the coronavirus era. And that will be especially important for those in professional services who risk losing clients. Before we begin, just a reminder that you can subscribe to this show and get access to episodes as soon as they're released. This show is also available on YouTube and as a podcast, so you can select the option that is best for you. Either way, I'll be releasing more content in the coming days and weeks to help you navigate this extremely difficult period. So subscribe to the show, join the Win the Day group on Facebook, and reach out to me directly with any comments and questions you have. First, let's talk about the situation so far. We know that in some countries there are limited respirators and beds available, and this means that communities, hospitals, and governments are faced with extremely challenging ethical questions, like who deserves the respirator or the hospital bed the most? Does a single 30-year-old person deserve a respirator or hospital bed more than a 50-year-old father of three? Is the life of a sick doctor who requires a huge amount of medical care more valuable than three other people who aren't doctors and need only one third of the resources each to keep them alive? These are actually a lot of the types of questions that are holding up the widespread availability of self-driving cars because they're asking similar questions about where to draw the line on whose life is the most valuable, whether they be passengers in the car, pedestrians outside the car, or even animals on the road. Even in the car, should it prepare for an accident by moving the children or someone in the passenger seat out of harm's way, or should it protect the driver first? It's a conversation that could seemingly be debated forever. But a pandemic like coronavirus has certainly created an enormous urgency around getting answers to those extremely difficult moral questions. Italy quickly became the epicenter of the virus around the world, and given that the average incubation time for coronavirus is 5.1 days, it's going to take a while before we can see how effective the results of quarantine have been on the spread. 
Different countries are trying different methods. And even in the US, where I'm based, these methods can differ not just within the country, but even within the state. Like we've seen with San Francisco imposing the strictest measures in the entire country, but LA asking for just general social distancing. We've also seen a lot of places around the world with only a few hundred cases who aren't really taking this seriously. But if we do the math, they should. For example, if a city has 500 people in that city infected and the number of people infected doubles every day, it only takes 11 days before 1 million people are infected. If you don't believe me, do the numbers yourself. It's crazy. Start at 500 and keep doubling until you reach 1 million. That obviously puts an increasing and eventually unmanageable burden on hospitals since there are only limited resources like respirators, hospital beds, and staff. That's why we're seeing some places immediately begin construction of new hospitals and allowing recently retired doctors to quickly return to the profession so they can assist with the sick people. This is all done to expand the medical capacity so more people can be treated. As we said, there isn't as much global unity as you would expect for something of this magnitude, and that is what is contributing to most of the uncertainty. Different countries are trying different methods, but social distancing has become the most popular avenue. Places like the US are doing everything they can to buy time, hoping that summer will put a big natural halt to the spread, which would also allow more time for treatments to be developed since it's still at least 12 to 18 months before a mass market vaccine is likely released. We've even seen drugs that have already been approved by the FBA for a different purpose start to become widely available to halt the damage. But the virus is so new that we really don't know what impact summer will have. It seems like it should help, but it's a big gamble for any country on the health of its citizens and its entire economy. Even if the quarantine that we're doing now was successful and summer started to reduce the cases and the social distancing is reduced all of a sudden, well, what happens then? We'd see everyone return to work all at once, exponentially increasing the social interaction in offices, on public transport, and at other gatherings. And we could reasonably expect another huge bump in cases. What about how flights would resume? Do you let everyone back in at the same time, or only allow those in the Northern Hemisphere since they will be in summer? Australia is about to enter winter. Would a country like the US, who will have a very brittle economy for the rest of the year at least, would they risk another outbreak by allowing flights from countries who are in winter? That's the situation we're in. More questions than answers. When all of this unfolded, the biggest focus for countries was on the health side, with the economic impact a distant second priority. Now, as we're starting to see the absolutely devastating and almost instantaneous effects of effectively halting the whole world, governments are starting to realize that the economic impact is becoming almost as bad as the health impact. We're starting to see it even up. That's why we're starting to see a larger focus on cash assistance for certain segments like financial aid that has been offered for small businesses and for industries that are essential for a certain economy like airlines in Australia. I mean, without flights, no one would even be able to leave Australia. Qantas CEO Alan Joyce even said recently that coronavirus is the single biggest shock that global aviation has ever experienced. Isn't that absolutely crazy? We're also seeing the consideration of cash payouts direct to citizens, and in some places, landlords are banned from evicting tenants during this time. 
Why have markets absolutely plummeted? Because as I said in my last podcast episode, the special one on coronavirus and in the Win the Day Facebook Live I did separately, investors hate uncertainty. They hate uncertainty. And if countries can't even agree on a strategy to attack coronavirus and they're all being impacted differently and at different times, there's only more uncertainty to come. This will be reflected in the volatility index known as the VIX. We're seeing wild swings up 7%, down 7%, up 10, down 5. It continues like that. But as we've spoken about previously, the market is driven by two things, fear and greed. If the major share markets like the NASDAQ and the Dow in the US or the All Lords in Australia, if they fall 40% or more from their previous high, they are a huge opportunity to buy. We know the markets are overreacting because they're pricing in the worst case scenario. And this comes from fear. In a bull market run, when times are good, it comes from greed. Things go too high. So now the markets, they're not reacting to expectations, they're reacting to uncertainty. But how uncertain is the situation we're in? It's actually not that uncertain over the long term, which is why I've been reminding you every chance I get that you shouldn't panic about the share market going bust. The share market is comprised of real companies with real products serving real customers. As long as there is a population, there will be consumption. And as long as there is consumption, there will be profit. While the coronavirus is truly a wild situation and the whole world is still taking it one day at a time, this is totally normal for the economic cycle. In fact, one could make a very good argument that times were too good before this happened. Just early this month in March, the US had celebrated the largest bull market in its history, one that stretched for 11 years. Something was always going to disrupt the bull market and the culprit this time just happened to be a virus. Just as in 2007, it was sub prime mortgages. The market will recover. I'm getting messages and emails every day asking if this is the bottom of the market. That's the wrong question and there's no right answer because no one knows what's going to happen in the short term. A better question would be, how can I benefit from this situation and set myself up for long-term financial freedom? Those who have spare cash on the sidelines right now and invest in a diversified portfolio of quality assets, even an index fund, that they can get for 40% off the recent high, they will be rewarded over the long term, even if there's more pain in the short term. The market has never failed to beat its previous high. It's never failed to beat its previous high. But if you succumb to the hysteria and sell, all you've done then is locked in a loss. Make no mistake, as I said two weeks ago, we will enter a global recession. That's more certain now than ever. But there are countless opportunities for those who are prepared to make decisions now that could set you up for the rest of your life. Just remember to keep an emergency fund because there will be a lot of job losses for the rest of 2020. Think strategically, invest for the long term, and ignore the short term hysteria. That brings us to the second part of this episode, how you should change your business to survive and possibly even benefit from what's going on. It's here I wanted to reflect on the quote for this episode. It is fatal to enter a war without the will to win it. Well, we're in a war. It's come to your door whether you like it or not. It's like the last season of Game of Thrones, except the White Walkers are the invisible coronavirus. This is going to have huge ramifications for those who have no idea how to handle it. But you need the will to win, to unleash that inner Jon Snow and courageously and resourcefully move forward no matter how many White Walkers are at your door or how much of your city Khaleesi burns down. 
What I want you to remember here is that it's always your move. It's always your move. War requires the bravest among us to stand up and fight for their families and their businesses and their communities so good can triumph over evil. It's your move. And here's a few steps to help you get started. Number one, step up as a leader. Leaders communicate, leaders stay calm, leaders have courage under pressure, and leaders look after others around them. If you have a service business with different clients, you're going to need to be all of those things as you help your clients through what will undoubtedly be a rough patch. For example, if someone calls you and says they want to cancel working with you, schedule a time either later that day if you've received the call towards the end of the day or first thing the next day for a conversation. Then in the interim, think about what you can do to help save that person's business. Then when you're on the phone with the client, say that you completely understand the situation they're in and of course they're always free to cancel, but before they do, the number one priority for you is spending the first part of that call coming up with a plan to help them come out of this crisis better than ever before. This is where you can draw on your own experience and what you had prepared prior to the call. And if you're good enough at your job, which hopefully you are, you should be able to come up with a plan that helps the client achieve their objectives despite the hysteria and short-term volatility. For example, if you're a business coach and one of your clients is an event organizer who stands to lose their entire business due to the quarantine world we're now in, you could make that entire planning strategy about how to shift their business from real events to virtual events and make sure they don't lose a single client. Or you could be a financial advisor with a client who is worried about losing their job and wants to sell down their entire portfolio so they can have money in the bank. What you could do is outline all the better options they could take to obtain funds in the short term in the event they need emergency money so they don't have to sell at the bottom or near the bottom of the market where it is now. You could also refer to charts to show that this is actually the best time to buy, not sell, with maybe a quote or two from Warren Buffett for good measure. Or you could be a personal trainer, unable to see your clients because of quarantine. You could take a break from individual in-person coaching and instead offer discounted group online fitness sessions so it saves your clients money, it enables them to stay healthy and keep their immune systems firing while ensuring you keep your income. Unfortunately, most people in this situation buy into the hype and are just as disillusioned as their clients. But remember, your clients are looking to you for leadership. They want you to guide them, so step up to the plate. Number two, ask yourself, what's the gift in this? While we've been on lockdown for the last couple of weeks, I've been mostly off social media, aside from helping all those in the Day One Mastermind group and in the Win the Day group. But I haven't been watching television or taking a holiday. I've been in full day, maximum brain power strategy sessions with a good friend of mine about a business we can launch to help people advance their careers during what will be a difficult time. Since speaking events and other meetings have been canceled, we can dedicate ourselves almost exclusively to this new business and we're making incredible headway. We're doing this because we realized our time together was a gift from the situation. It will enable us to give an even bigger gift to millions of people very soon. No matter what industry you're in, get your most trusted business minds together or on the phone and offer to exchange ideas on how you can each benefit from everything that's going on. This is the best time ever to get your mastermind together and use that collective power to find the gift in this situation. Number three, pivot, don't panic. 
It's during these tumultuous periods that the best opportunities are revealed. This is the best time to look at your audience, your product suite, and even revisiting the underlying mission of your business. Where is your profit coming from? What are your biggest costs? How can you maximize that profit while retaining or even increasing the service you deliver to your clients? How can you leverage the wider economic trends now for long-term advantage? For example, we know that capital is going to be cheap to get because of cheap interest rates. We know that unemployment will rise, so it will be easier to find good stuff. We know that the price of oil has fallen more than 50% in the last month alone. We know that this is the real arrival of things like virtual events. We know that event spaces at places like hotels are going to be cheap for the foreseeable future. So if you can plan enough in advance, you can lock in a space now for something a year or so ahead at a great price. We know that people are going to have less disposable income and will be looking to diversify their income. There's so much going on right now and there's always a way forward if you look hard enough. So pivot, don't panic. Number four, serve the community. Coronavirus has indiscriminately run its way through the world, attacking all socioeconomic classes equally. It's situations like this that bring out the best and the worst in us. We've all seen the fights over toilet paper and hand sanitizer, but hopefully you've also seen how people are banding together to offer their support for others. Now is not the time to shamelessly promote your paid service, but it is the time to offer your services as a professional to help those less fortunate or even just as a citizen to help others get through this really difficult time. If you serve the community now, that's doing the right thing and people will remember it. That's all for episode 23. I know this has been a long episode. Stay safe out there and look after your fellow humans. Remember, we're in a war, so rather than give up, I want you to harness the will to win. Just a reminder to check out the special coronavirus episode of the podcast for tips on how to manage your personal finances during this time. It's all still totally relevant. And in the next episode of this show, I'll share some strategies to help you diversify your income without having to leave your home. But as always, let me know if I can help or be of service in any way. I always respond to emails and I'll happily get on a call with any of you so we can talk about the best way for you to move forward during this difficult time. You can also join the Win the Day group. I'll include a link in the show notes and I and other people in that group can help you get through this. So get out there and win the day. Until next time and more than ever, onwards and upwards, always.